There are a lot of complex things out there in the world today, and podcasting doesn't need to be one of those things. Whether you're looking to share your message with the world or get some ideas out there, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of you finishing your recording. Another wonderful thing you get for using Buzzsprout is you get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop onto other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening and who is listening, as well as tools to promote your episodes and more. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, click the link in the show notes. It lets Buzzsprout know that Phoebe sent you and also shows support for the show. Let's get your word out there. Hello to you and you and you. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us on Amy's Stories with Phoebe today. If it's not, thank you for coming back for more of my shenanigans, saying We got a lot of great feedback from last week's episode and, well, it was mostly people laughing with me about Turkey Day and breaking my tooth while eating mashed potatoes and things. Uh, so far, I haven't lost my African card for making groundnut soup, aka peanut butter soup, with Jif peanut butter. <laughs> so yeah. I think we're good. I, I can still fly by, right? Honestly, this, this podcast has some amazing listeners. So thank you for coming back week after week after week for more. And also for subscribing. If you haven't already, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it's up, okay? And if you have a story or two you'd like to share, come on, don't keep it to yourself. Go on and send that email to iswithphoebe at gmail.com. That's is with P-H-E-B-E at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, okay? Today, we're going to be talking about weather changes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weather-related stuff happening these days because, you know, we're in, well, we're, as of the time of this recording, we're in November. But by the time you hear this, we're going to be in December. And immigrants like myself who came from hot places, yeah, the adjustment has not been a joke. I've been here 13 years and counting, and every winter feels so different and horrific. Honestly, it feels brand new, like we haven't even gone through a winter before. So, you know, when that when that cold fall wind starts to hit you, you know winter is coming. <laughs> if you watch Game of Thrones, you know that saying, right? And um, today we're going to be hearing about what surprised some immigrants about the weather and how they adjusted And uh, you might have a funny story or two. All right, so stay tuned. Our first letter comes from Lyrical Wanzang. He said, I had heard about the cold weather in some parts of Canada, but it certainly wasn't what I imagined. I landed in Ontario on 22nd, September 2014. The biggest surprise was the freezing cold, even with the sun shining. Mm -hmm, I remember some of those days. I could feel the chill in my bones, and it still surprises me, but of course, you know, science, right? 
He says, the adjustment was not easy. I struggled to get the right jacket, but I finally found one that cost me about 100 Canadian dollars. Ooh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> was that a designer jacket or something, bro? <laughs> that's a lot of money. Uh, I could not fathom why a jacket would cost that much, but I had no choice. The worst part was finding the right pair of gloves. I had this funny feeling anytime I wore it. I felt more comfortable with my hands in my pocket than wearing gloves. Thanks to a tip from a colleague, I bought three long johns, and I'm happy ever after. <laughs> yes, those long johns will change your life, that's right. He says, I had seen them in the mall a couple of times, but it never dawned on me to get one. I thought they looked like what we call, quote-unquote, stretch in Ghana for ladies. So in Ghana, when we, when we say stretch, we mean like leggings or legging-like fabric and things like that. So, so he, he thought it was for the girls, okay? So I never bought them. Now I'm glad to have them. I bet you, I bet you're glad to have them because those long johns will change your life. Thank God for long johns. It was almost Halloween when I landed. The decorations were spooky at first glance. I was riding a bike somewhere around Mississauga. I hope I said that right. When I saw a townhouse decorated for Halloween with pumpkins, I found it quite interesting. Then came Christmas. The lighting blew me away. Of course, most immigrants love summer. I have a snorkel, swim pants, and a towel in the trunk of my car so I can go swimming in between work or after work. Well, lyrical ones, um, it sounds like you are living your best life, okay? So good for you for having all those accoutrements in the, in the trunk, just in case, right? Thanks for sharing that. Next up, we're going to hear from Rowan. Rowan says, Fortunately, when I moved to the States, I moved to South Florida with my family uh, in Miami. Miami, Florida weather is like Lagos, Nigeria, since there's only one season during the year. However, the weather does cool down during the winter months, going as low as 60 degrees Fahrenheit. For a Nigerian boy who has only seen Harmattan, 60 degrees Fahrenheit was cold enough to wear a winter jacket. So you mean like jacket, sweater, and, and, and such. But this behavior was not limited to the Nigerian boy. South Floridians also use the cooler weather as an opportunity to make a fashion statement <laughs> during the winter. I can, I can just imagine that. Rowan adds, A memorable moment that comes to mind is when I moved to Boston for work after graduating from college. I remember the winters in Boston were harsh, almost unbearable, especially for someone coming from tropical weather. But the backbreaker moment was when we had the first winter storm. I remember waking up to get ready for work and realizing that the door was and the entire front porch was covered in two feet of snow. <laughs> There's something about that rude awakening when you get it, that, that very first winter. It's like, what have I gotten myself into? I want to go back home, okay? <laughs> Real one says, if you've lived in the Northeast, you know most streets are plowed by the city, but your property and your home, as well as your car, are left to you. Yeah, 
I don't understand that. Like, just plow everything, okay? With two feet of snow, you would think work and the city would be shut down, but not in Boston. Since I had to get to work early in the morning, I started my first experience of shoving two feet of snow from the front to the lawn, and that took me about 30 minutes. From that point on, I knew I could never live in Boston long term. Listen, I feel you. I lived outside Pittsburgh, and uh, yeah, those moments when you had to factor in the time that it was going to take you to um, clear off your... I lived upstairs, so like clear off the stairs, try to walk down without falling, and then clear your car, heat it up. Oof. Yeah, no, that's too much. Way, way too much. Ruan says, living in Seattle, I look forward to the summer, especially the summer days that are really, really long. I look forward to having sunlight at night as late as 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. yeah the summer days will have you uh, thinking that, you know, it's only 6 p.m. or something. And then before you realize you're out late, turning up and, you know, it's time to go home. All right. Thanks for sharing that, Ruan. Our last thoughts are from my namesake, Phoebe, in Canada. And Phoebe says, I came to Canada in November, and that was when the, wa- the weather was very cold, so it was straight difficult adjustment for me. I initially underestimated the weather until it started snowing in December, and then I fell sick, so I had to go for a flu shot. But I still got sick for three weeks. Mm. Sorry, girl. It is such a drastic difference from the hot climate in Ghana to a very cold winter season in Canada. We can hit up to negative... Oh, let me brace myself for this. Up to negative 37 degrees? <laughs> Y'all Canadians can keep that. Whew, unimaginably freezing cold. I always say that no matter how long I stay in Canada, whether it's 20 years or more, I cannot get used to the cold snow uh, the cold snow in winter. I always look forward to summer. Yeah, girl, you and me both. <laughs> what? Negative 37? Hi-yi-yi, I can't even... Oof. I can't even imagine. That's just... That's just straight up cold. Anyway. Well, I'm going to start off by saying that I hate the cold, okay? I hate it with a passion. My biggest fantasy is living in the U.S. from, like, April until about early October and going back home for the rest of the year. And uh, I think they call it, like, snowbirds. It's a thing here where people have uh, two different homes and they move south when it's warmer during the cold months. I, I just, I'm not trying to go south. I just want home, okay? I'm a child of the sun. So summer is my favorite season ever. Hmm? Y'all can catch me on these streets, summering along, okay? We, and, uh, you know, in Ghana, we have two two seasons, hot and hotter. <laughs> you know, for real. We have, the, we have a wet and dry season. So our seasons aren't necessarily, like, split into four, like here in the U.S. And the coldest we get to in Ghana is around Christmas and in the new year, when the northeast trade winds from the Sahara Desert blow our way and the weather feels, like, a lot cooler. You know, I clearly paid attention in social studies, you know, so I know all these little facts, right? <laughs> and so that was a time to whip out, you know, your fancy sweaters back home. It was a thing, you know, you felt a little, we call it arbitrary, like, you know, you felt like you were outside the country. That was the closest some of us came to it for a very long time. And um, 
So yeah, when everyone I was younger, I told my dad that I wanted to experience winter. And he said, oh yeah, sure, go and open the freezer and stick your face in it. There's winter for you. <laughs> well, you was kind of right, you know, because it feels like your face is in the freezer. So the first place that I lived in was, lived in, in the U.S., was North Carolina. And I really didn't know what to expect. All we saw was that the leaves were turning a very pretty yellow and orange I miss the falls in, in North Carolina now that I think about it. It, it was so pretty, you know, because there's all this, like, greenery all over the place, and then all of a sudden it's yellow and orange, and it's just gorgeous. Well, the weather starts to get cold right, right there. And um, one night I was walking to my dorm, and I came across a group of African students talking outside, and, you know, they're huddled together in the cold, and I saw smoke, quote-unquote, coming out of their mouths, and, you know, me and my little judgmental self, I started thinking, oh, my God, like, y'all are smoking now, too? Like, really? So I get close to them, and I open my mouth to say hi, and lo and behold, I had the quote-unquote smoke coming out of my mouth, too. And <laughs> when I tell you I was humbled, it was, I was humbled. I was humbled as pie that night, and um, I didn't know it was a thing. You know, I'd seen it in movies, and I always thought that people had been smoking. So, anyway, I moved to Pennsylvania uh, four years after, um, after undergrad and ooh, the winters there were something else i thought i'd experienced winter in north carolina but the winter in pennsylvania listen i'd never seen that much snow in my life okay i didn't even know that you needed to like pack an emergency kit for winter storms in your car like a comforter a blanket a pillow just in case you got caught up in a storm and i had friends who had lived in the midwest and things like that and so they knew winter so you know just like lyrical ones i was saying earlier i i got exposed to this whole long john thing when i was there um now during my second winter my downstairs neighbor called me you know my little my little friend <laughs> she called me and she invited me skiing mm-hmm. i know what you're thinking she invited me skiing i thought okay you know i'm gonna be a good sport i'm gonna go go along with her <sighs> So we drive up to, I think we went to Seven Springs, um, somewhere in, in Pennsylvania. I don't remember how, like, in relation where it was. So we go, we get there. It is cold as, like, I can't even imagine what word I would use. It was cold, okay? It was freezing. So before we went, I went and bought these, like, ski pants for, like, $60, $80. I'm thinking, like, why in the world am I even, like, spending this money on these pants, you know? But I wanted to be prepared, and I'm glad I wore those pants. So we get there. Um, the girls that we went with, some of them were going to be skiing. Some of them were going to be snowboarding. So we get there. And, of course, I'm looking around. Um, ain't no black folks around here at this resort. It was a resort. I, I feel like I'm, like, sticking out at this point. So, um, <laughs> so we go and we rent out the, the skis and everything. And as we're walking to the place to start this whole thing like i'm thinking oh we're gonna do like a little lesson before no they start telling me oh if you want to stop like as you're skiing if you want to stop do do your skis like like uh, what did they say like pizza if you want to keep going hot dogs so i'm thinking oh hot dog pizza hot dog pizza it can't be that complicated so we we're walking and then i realize well we're like kind of walking into the dark here and this one girl says, well, uh, we're going to take the lift. I said, what lift? She points up and I look at the thing. There's a lift. There's this like cables in the air. 
and there's these like seats and there's no floor to to put your legs on you're just hanging up there Whew, that's when my heart starts to race and then that's when they decide to tell me okay that everyone who tries the who gets on the ski the first time they fall when they're getting off why in the world would you tell me this when we are at the lift and about to get on and mind you this lift doesn't stop it's just it's going continuously <laughs> so i'm waiting for it to stop and they're like no it doesn't stop you just hop on what do you mean you just hop on so we get on this thing and we're going up and up and up and like i'm scared of heights okay so my heart is racing and i don't even know what i'm getting myself into oh it gets worse we get all <laughs> my friends have heard this story before we get all the way to the top and they're like okay we're about to get there just slide off what do you mean just slide off before i can form my words to ask them this we're already at the top and we're supposed to get off so what happens i slide off and of course i fall i fell flat on my butt <sighs> so i'm struggling to get up these girls are gone they have left me. <laughs> They've left me at the end of this lift. And there's more people coming. And you know, with their legs hanging, like, if I don't get up, somebody's leg is about to hit my head. So a girl is hot, okay? And it is even colder up here because we're up on the mountain. Oh, God. So... <laughs> I make my way up. The, the attendant in the booth is like, ma'am, are you okay? Do you need some help? I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. I got it. I got it. Mm, I, I didn't have it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I get up and I, I'm holding the poles or whatever. I don't even know the technical term. Because I really was thinking somebody was going to like give me a lesson or teach me something. And so the guy's like, hey, you, you need to go. Like you need to move because there's people coming. So I think, hot dog and pizza a girl starts to try to ski me and my african self who has barely made it through five winters in america i start to go down there's a baby hill i start to go down i'm like oh yeah hot dog pizza y'all i'm going and going and going i can't stop okay i'm going and i'm going and i just thought oh yeah they said pizza I pizza my skis. The pizza didn't work, y'all. <laughs> I can't stop. No, I'm still going. I don't know anybody there. I can't ask anybody anything because these people are just going. Like this, these little kids that are just like going and, you know, they're they're just skiing and doing all these fancy tricks. And I'm like, me and my adult self here, I can't do half of this, even a quarter of this. So uh, what happens? Yeah, you guess right. I crash. And I fell straight flat on my butt. Like, I fell in the snow. My, my, my shirt and my jacket were riding up at that point. I had snow, like, getting in my pants. When I tell you, I started crying. And I started feeling the tears, like, freezing in my face. <laughs> yeah, let's just say I was sore. And, um, yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't go anymore. I started crying. I, I didn't know whether to go down or up. So I, I make my way up. 
I struggle up. I fall so many times. I get up there to the attendant and I said, I need to go back down. And he's like, well, you can't go back down this way. I said, you don't understand. I don't know how to ski. And he said, well, what are you doing up here? I don't know. I followed these girls and here I am. They left me behind. So I, um, I make it to, to the guy. He's like, okay, well, we don't usually do this and it's going to be scary, but you're going to have to go down the lift. He was right. It was very scary. And we're going through some trees and the whole time I'm like, Phoebe, nobody sent you. Nobody sent you. You could have just been a regular schmegler girl sitting in your house eating Netflix, eating Netflix, eating popcorn and watching Netflix. And <laughs> you had to come out here and try to ski. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even get no lessons. Anyway. So that was one of my like most horrific winter memories. It was horrible. I haven't gone skiing ever since then. I probably never will. I just recently saw a group on for um, like ski lessons and I was telling my friends, maybe I should get it and maybe have a more positive experience and that kind of thing. Uh, no, I still haven't bought that Groupon. I'd rather buy Groupon for cupcakes than go do that. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to do it. So, um, yeah. You know, now I, I live in the Pacific Northwest and we get we just get rain on rain on rain. And winter over the last few years, they've been kind of brutal, but not as bad as, you know, the winters that I experienced in, in Pennsylvania, honestly. I can tolerate the ones here better. I just wish that it didn't rain so much. But I'm also at the point where I've gotten used to the rain. If my hair isn't done, I'm not trying to, like, worry about an umbrella or whatever. People don't really use umbrellas around here anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah. If you if you haven't gone skiing before and somebody invites you to go skiing, um, please make sure you get lessons before you go. Don't be like me, okay? All right? Uh, we, we want to hear your crazy winter stories also. Send us an email at iswithphoebe at gmail.com I promise not to laugh too hard I mean it really can't be worse than what I just shared I mean I've had my fair share of falls I think it was maybe last year I fell in front of work during the winter <laughs> I fell in front of a bunch of students too oh my lord <laughs> so yeah go on go on and share them if you have any crazy winter stories um until next time, this has been your your host, Phoebe, and I'll catch you later, and uh, try not to freeze your butt off, okay? Bye!